0: Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the rising of the sun this morning that I see. And even at its setting at the end of today, Father, you are worthy of all honor, all glory, and all praise. For you are a wonderful Father. You give us breath in our lungs, you give give us life each day, and you sustain us whether good or bad days, Lord, you sustain us, you keep us, you guide us and direct us. Even when our flesh grows weary and impatient, Lord, you still do all these things for us because you are such a good father. You are the one that watches over us. Even when we grow weary, oh God, and we throw up our hands and we say that we can't do it anymore. When we grow impatient through uh, afflictions and hard times. And we don't find it, you know, at a a place where we say, oh, let me go and look at the word. We we, we find those places where we don't want to look at the word. We just want to complain. We just want to say, I can't do this anymore. But Father, you still love us. You still do all those things for us. You still guide us, protect us, and lead us. You don't grow weary with us, even in our good moods and bad moods. Because you know that we are operating from a fleshly nature. But you know who we have the the possibility to be and to become in Christ. And you still love us and you're still patient with us. Help us, dear Lord, to grow in that patience that you exhibit towards us. Help us through your precious spirit grow day by day in that patience and in that stillness, knowing that you are God and that you are the one that holds everything concerning us in your hands. And that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord Jesus, but in every step of the way, no matter what it looks like, you don't leave us. You're right there with us. If you're not walking along with us, you are carrying us. And we say thank you, Lord. We, I thank you for what will be shared on this podcast today. Let it be all of you and none of me. Let those that hear have ears to hear what your spirit is saying to them, Lord. Use me as your vessel. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. And I thank you, Lord, for for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, audience. And whatever part of the world you are listening from, for me, it's morning. (laughs) I am just returning from a trip. Uh, It was the day before yesterday, but there was quite a bit of jet lag. Boy, was I just tired because um, I went to California and California is three hours um, behind my time here in Florida, and then coming back, I come back three hours ahead. So it kind of does take you off kilter. But anyway, that's why I'm a little late in getting this up, and I'm doing it by myself because I'm sure Audrey forgot we needed to do this. But I wasn't going to leave you hanging. No, I wasn't going to do that. We want to continue and um with uh, patience aka long suffering and if you are new to the podcast my name is Michelle i normally come on with audrey who's not here today and um, i am the owner of vinvon alley llc vinvonalley.com um, also found on instagram youtube facebook and twitter vinvon alley and Pinterest as well, and uh, we host uh, Healing Through the Word here on, um, this is Anchor, and we have been on the topic of patience for the month of March. We've been doing patience, which is also known as long-suffering, not a favorable word, but we're going to continue with this topic. Um, our focus scriptures for today are going to be 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 and Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8 to 9. And today we're looking at character. Now, before I get into reading our first scripture reference, I wanted to read the definition of character because I wanted to talk a bit about that. My definition no, I'm, not, I'm Sorry, let me correct that. It's not my definition. It's the definition, the, the dictionary's definition. The dictionary's definition says that character is the combination of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguishes a person or group. Let me repeat that. The dictionary says character is the combination of of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguishes a person or group. Hmm. I like that. And I wanted to give that um, some clarity, that definition, because, you know, oftentimes I've heard people say something like this. Oh, that's just me. That's just me. That's how I am. Now, looking at the definition here, a combination of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguishes a person, let's take this bit by bit. Mental characteristics. Now, our mental characteristics, I must say, is a, is developed uh, based on our upbringing and the things that we've learned, right? Our behavior is... Uh, what we act out, and we know the Bible says, "As a man thinketh, so is he." Now, this is the natural definition of character. So, when people tell me, "Oh, that's how I am. That's just me," and they're these are people who are trying to justify a very nasty attitude. That's not your character. That's your attitude. That is your attitude. I've seen people be rude and just malicious and just nasty and speak without thinking first. Meaning that they'll open their mouth and say things to people and cut that person straight to their core. They will tear a person down. Now, like I said, mentally... We we glean things from our upbringing, and we glean things from who we um, who we we adopted as friends, those we hung around, and what we've learned. Ooh. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that defines your character. Character is specific to who you are it's, I'm trying to give an example here. So if someone sees me or if they see me in a crowd and they see that um, I'm working, I'm sorry, I'm walking in a certain way, they say, oh, that's Michelle. I know her walk, right? If I see you, and I see you walking in a certain way. I say, oh, that's Michelle. That's how she, that's, that's her walk. And if you're in a crowd and someone hears you speaking, they say, oh, I know that voice. Even though some of us sound almost exactly alike, you think we're twins, but you still identify that voice with someone. You say, that's Michelle's voice. Because that's a characteristic of me and if you hear some singing and you say, "I know that voice that's singing you say that's Michelle that's a characteristic of me and some people get it mis mis <laughs> misconstrued when they hear or see someone being nasty and they say, "Oh." That's them. That's how they are. No, you have a choice in your attitude. You have a choice to be kind, which is another fruit of the spirit that we haven't gotten into. You have a choice to be loving. You have a a choice to be patient with someone. You have a choice to exhibit all the fruits of the spirit. And of course, we know that this is developed in us through the work of the Holy Spirit within us. You have a choice to be nasty. You have a choice to be rude. You have a choice to say the wrong thing without, without thinking first how it might affect someone else's feelings. That's all attitude. That's attitude. That's not um, the character that defines who you are. Now, yes, we have a character before we come to Christ. And when we come to Christ and we start to learn the word and we begin to take on the image of Christ, those, what should I say? Those, hmm, those deficiencies in our attitude begin, they should fall, they should fall off. They should fall away. And I've seen this in Christendom in church where they say, oh, that's how they are. And I've heard it said that, you know, certain people you can't put into certain positions within the ministry because they, you know, they're not people. people. Now, that's true. Some people are not people, people, people. Um, um, they're not people, people, meaning that they don't um, like to interact with people. That's fine. But we're not talking about attitude. If someone is rude, that that is attitude. We're not talking about, um, I'm sorry, we're not talking about the, we're, we're talking about character. We're not talking about the attitude. Some people are not just, they just, they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're really not sociable, but all of that still plays into their upbringing and what they've learned. Some people are just shy. Yeah, that's, that can be true. I, and you probably wouldn't believe it, but I would say that I, I am a shy person. I don't, you know, um, naturally just gravitate and um, I'm outgoing and just um, go and make friends and introduce. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm speaking out on podcasts, but for me, especially in public settings, I like to sit back and, you know, just sit to myself and observe. It's different if I know someone, if I know you, Oh, I'm going to come and I'm going to love on you. I'm going to hug on you. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good because I know you. <clears throat> but I'm not um a socialite. And I see that even within my twins. I have twin boys. One of them, he is Mr. Social. He is Mr. Social bunch of friends outgoing and the other one is just reserved he's very quiet he likes to keep to himself he doesn't go out like the other twin he doesn't um you know he he will speak if he's if spoken to but a little socially inept he he doesn't you know not how to really interact with because uh, he likes to keep to himself oh gosh he's so much like me even though we bump heads <laughs> But that's characteristics. It's not speaking to the attitude that they show towards someone else. Just wanted to get that out there when we're talking about character. Now, Romans 5, 3 to 5, we read last week. And it says this, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance character, and character, hope. Right? So, the scripture here is telling us that when we suffer, we should find joy in it. Mm. Right? (laughs) Knowing that the suffering will produce perseverance, it'll help us to endure, and that that endurance, um, Um, helps our character and that character helps to produce hope in us. So we're taking on more and more the character of Christ when we suffer, right? And then in taking on the character of Christ, that produces hope in us. Hope we'll talk about next two days time. So let's get into the scripture because I don't want to take up too much time, but I needed to break that down a bit alright so let's talk about First Corinthians 13 and 4 which says and I'm reading from the let me see if I want to read the, read the King James Version or I want to read the Passion <coughs> excuse me I'll read the Passion Translation which says love is large and incredibly patient we um, talked about love in the month of February right it said, love is large and incredibly patient. So when we, when that, when that um, fruit of love is produced within us, patience comes along with it. Because when you love someone, you're not going to be impatient with them. And God loves us and he is not impatient with us. He gives us all the time in the world to get it together. We can throw our tantrums, tantrums. we can have a hissy fit, but he is patient with us. So we're trying to get that same character, Right. And even in in hard times, if you just have love within your heart and you say, oh, you know what? I love God and I know that he loves me. And I'm just going to be patient through whatever this is, this season that I'm going through, because I know that he has a plan for me. Verse also says, love is gentle and consistently kind to all. Didn't I just talk about that attitude? that it's not a part of your character? We're talking about character, but we're looking at 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 because it says that love is gentle and consistently kind to all. So love, along with patience, plays an important role. But these are the fruits that are developed within us by the work of the Holy Spirit. So when we develop that love, when we develop that patience, it is helping us to be um That love is helping us to be, it is to be incredibly patient and that love is gentle and it's consistently kind to everyone. We display kindness. Our attitude is kindness towards everyone. And it goes on to say, it refuses to be jealous when blessing, blessing comes to someone else. Did you hear that y'all? It refuses to be jealous. You're not envy. So when you're going through your struggles, you're not sitting there. Well, why do they get blessed? I'm sitting here suffering and I've been suffering a long time. Why are they being blessed? Why am I going through this and they're they're being blessed? What is going on? God, I'm the one serving you. I'm the one doing this. I'm the one doing that, blah, 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 blah. We're crying a river and we're looking at that person. But you don't know what they had to endure in order to obtain that blessing. We are not to be envious. We are not to be jealous of others when their blessings come. We are to rejoice in our brothers and sisters when they receive their blessings. That is love. That is the the love and that is the character that is produced within us. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Okay, did you hear that? That means when your blessing does come, you're not going around bragging about it. You're not going over there making yourself all puffed up. Well, I've got this and I've got that and, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Excuse me. Did you forget the suffering that you went through? Don't go and brag and throw it in someone's face and act like you're more important than you are. Because guess what? That person may be going through a season that you went through or even harder, and they don't need to hear that. What they need to hear is "Here, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. Whatever you need, I'm right here. Be kind. So I love 1 Corinthians um, 13 and 4, that lays out for us what our character should begin to look like when we walk in the love of Christ when we walk in God's love all right let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verses 8 to 9 and we're going to read it from let me read it from the easy to read version we're not going to find that in the passion and, chap, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 7. So I'm reading from verse 7, which says, Even the wise will forget their wisdom. Hmm. If someone pays them enough. Oh my goodness. Whew. That money destroys their understanding. What does that sound like to you? To me, it sounds like money is the root of all evil. Money will make, make people fools. Here it says that, Even the wise will forget their wisdom if someone pays them enough. That means you will forget all the wisdom that God has poured into you because of the love of money. But we're not to love money. We're trying to maintain that character of Christ. We're not trying to be led astray by the natural things especially money we cannot make let money turn us into fools let's read verse eight it is better to finish something than to start it hello we're talking about patience we're talking about long suffering here it is better to finish something than to start it so Whatever the start of your trial, your tribulation or whatever it is you're going through in whatever season it is that's difficult, whatever the start of it was, it was, <laughs> you started it. It probably came abruptly and it probably just came out of nowhere. You're like, what is going on, God? Why am I going through this? and you're probably saying i'm ready for this to be over with i'm ready for this to end i'm not i'm not i don't know about this long suffering i don't know about enduring this sickness in my body i don't know about struggling and 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 not being able to to provide for my family for myself or for my needs i don't know what's going on i can't take this it comes abruptly And you're 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 waiting for it to end, but it says here in scripture it is better to finish something than to start it. We have to look at not just getting into this season or this trial or tribulation, but we have to look at finishing it and finishing it strong, meaning that we're not just eager to get through it and not learn whatever the lesson is that we need to learn. There's always a lesson. Trust me, there is always something that we need to learn, whether it's our attitude that needs to change, whether it is something that needs to be developed and produced in us. There is always something that is is, um, available for us to learn in whatever we are going through. So make sure that we are learning it and we are not just rushing to just look at that finish line and not take inventory during the journey and learn what needs to be learned. Otherwise you'll be, like I said last week, that Billy Goat You'll be like that person who, who's who been around the mountain so many times that they know every billy goat by name because you went through the season, you learned nothing, you went back to your old ways and here you are back in that season again and here you are circling that mountain wondering why and how did I get back here because you didn't learn the lesson that was there to be learned and you didn't produce, <laughs> your char- character was not produced in you. The Christ-like character was not produced in you. That love was not produced in you. That self-control was not produced in you. Those fruits of the Spirit we spoke about the, the, the previous two months. So that was not produced in you. It wasn't even the, the, the measure that was supposed to be produced in you was not produced because we've I've already said that I believe you go through different seasons so that you can get to a new level in these in these um, fruits of the spirit. So the level that you were supposed to attain, you didn't get to it because you didn't learn what you were supposed to learn and what was supposed to be produced through you was not produced. Verse eight ends in this, it is better to be gentle and patient Than to be proud and impatient. Mm. Proud. Proud, that word proud means lack of humility. There's no humbleness in you. That means you're not teachable. When you're not humble, you're not teachable. You're Mr. or Mrs. Know It All. But you have to be humble, you have to allow yourself to learn what needs to be learned. And you cannot be impatient. You have to be gentle, as it says here. Harmless as a harm. Um, you have to be wise as a serpent. Serpent. Sorry, I'm getting my words all twisted up this morning. Wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. That means you must keep your senses aware, in tune, see everything that goes on around, learn what needs to be learned, and be gentle. Be patient. Say, God, I don't know what, this is, what the reason for this is for, but I know that it's for a reason. Help me to not miss the mark. Help me to not miss what it is that you want me to learn in this season, but help me to learn it and learn it well. That's, our atti- that's what our attitude should be. That's what our attitude should be. We want to develop that character that is grown through the endurance, because we endure through these trials, right? And we want it to produce the Christ-like character in us. So that is all I'm going to leave you with today, everyone. If you've listened in, I thank you so much for joining in today. And I will be back next two days time with Audrey. And we're going to finish up this week. And we're going to be looking at hope when we come back. Um, Yeah. And we're going to continue discussing patience, also known as long-suffering, and also get healing through the word. Be blessed, everyone.